It's a sexy side of size. Look at my juicy thighs. Say what? Say what? It's a sexy side of size. Comment slide inside. It's a sexy side of size. Getting up in them thighs. Ooh. It's a sexy side of thighs. I'ma fuck you with my eyes. Hey. She gon' fuck you with her eyes. I might fuck you with my eyes. While he in between my thighs. Ooh, it's gon' be alright, alright. Hey, it's a sexy <laughs> side of thighs. Aye. Hey, y'all. It's a sexy side of thighs. We back. Oh, in my this God. Piece. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hyphy, holistic killer. What's good, family? I miss y'all. I love y'all. Yo, Kyrie, don't, though. I do. I miss you all the time. Well, we're with you a lot, though. I just love you. That's it. It's Kai, my love, and... I already said what my name is. Oh, was. yeah, she did say she's like yeah. uh, Holistic Killer. Hyphy Holistic Killer. I can say it again. Say my name. Uh... <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Uh, we have another wonderful episode for y'all. As y'all know, this is the Sexy Side of Size, and we talk about all things deliciously sexual sensual sexual liberation freedom and of course my favorite thighs i like them big um and we have two amazing she like them long and skinny (laughs) so i prefer length over width but if i have my druthers i want like a horse dick just so we're clear i want it long and thick period but she will take skinny over thick any day i will i will i like it deep up in there um, we have two great, great guests. So first, we have my homegirl. Um, all things magical. Let the people know who you are and what you do. Hey, y'all. Uh, my name is Kenise, also known as Queen, the Beauty Queen, Beauty Fly. You know, that's all me. All her. <laughs> all right, and we have a special guest, Doctor Queen. Oh, Sorry. ooh, she, be clear, yeah. Doctor Queen. <laughs> Doctor Queen. Put a doctor before that. Hello. All right, we got a special guest. You. You, you're joining us from North Carolina? Yeah, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. My name is Rakim Sekou. I am the co-owner of the Progressive Love Academy with my wife, Kenya K. Stevens. And we've been operating that for about 12 years. We talk about relationships, relationship tools, sexuality, tantra, and personal empowerment. That's what's up. So this is a this is a huge treat. Y'all don't even know that we're able to do this. We're very grateful. We All right, so, huh? We popping. We popping. Popping tonight. So one of the things we, we want we want we ask the people is um what's your favorite what's a position you love and what's one you want to try or something sexual you want to do and something you want to try so position oh. who want to go first a position you love and one you want to try I'll go first a position I love is missionary because to me it's the most intimate position you know I like kissing I like being close to to my lover I like having all my chakras aligned with theirs it just makes it more intense okay. the one I want to try. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's one I want to try. I feel like I've tried the ones I, I'm really into. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sure there's some out there. Is there something you want to do sexually that you haven't done? A place? Um, to be honest, I would like to travel and maybe have some sexual encounters with people who are more kind of, you know, uh, indigenous to their particular locale. So like. Maybe go to Africa, go to Asia, and like actually see—is there a difference in, in terms of how Westerners have sex versus uh, people in more traditional? Cultures? Or people that are practitioners, some kind of like, like, um, like sexual. real sex. Well, just yeah, like is sex different in different countries based on culture? You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. How they do it? Yeah, like I know in, in Western culture we have sex in a particular way, but that's just how we do it. Like, is mm-hmm. there? A different way to do it in, in other places. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Thank you. Wow. Well, what about you? 
Um, so I think I'd have to I'd have to agree with Rakim in that I don't know that I haven't done anything that I want to do. Um, I don't know, though. You know, I'm still living. I'm always becoming, always learning. So we'll see. Um, But my favorite position is on the side. Really? Yeah. Why? Ah, well. So you mean like from the side, like, <laughs> like the side, like that? And you get it from the side and you lift up a little bit? Is that the side you're talking about? That's that's a form, yes. That's absolutely. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, I think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but if a man has a really great stroke, mm-hmm. he can really get it from the side. And it's like. And sometimes, like, missionary or doggy style, those are great, oh, right? like hitting your walls from the side. Um, yeah, but just, it's a great resting position while continuing to make love. That's true. Intimate. Got it. Right. Oh, a nice transition position. Yeah, because, like, sometimes the uh, missionary or doggy style can be, you know, you get tired. They work. Yeah. They are definitely yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's cool, really but work. then this is, like, we can kind of transition into being intimate, still being close. Even fall asleep if we want to, and then wake back up, go at it again. I just, yeah, I prefer nice. that. That's what's up. I, it's interesting. I actually had sex today, and we were doing it from the side. And that, so for me, I like it deep. And so he wants to have a conversation about is it working? Does do I like it? I'm like, I want to. I'm way too submissive. Like I don't want. I don't want to have instruction. Like I just do it right. Listen to me. Feel me. Whatever. But. The thing about on the side, like how you were doing it, do that, Venus. Then you want my my leg <laughs> cocked around him like that, right? And then uh, it's like, like shallow, like it's yeah, wait, like it's like, like we're, oh something. wait, okay, wait. So yes, the leg yes, is yes. in between yep, you. Yep, yep. You got one leg, and he in between, yep. and your leg is yep. like wrapped around. Yes, and you throwing it. Yes, <laughs> but because of how it's because of where it is, it's like shallow, mm-hmm. so it's not like he not getting deep. He feels amazing. Like, it right. feels amazing for him. But it ain't good and enough for you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, exactly. It's like a, it can be a resting position. So after you've had it deep, then mm-hmm. penetrate, you feel like you felt it in your, in your throat. Come on, through. And then you kind of like, no, it's it's not a deep position, but it's, it's more of an intimate. Um, and I, I guess you have to be in that place. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be deep if you change the, how you're laying. This is true. Yeah, so, like, for example, if she's on her back and then he's on his side and he puts his mm-hmm. leg underneath her, one leg, and then over top of her, he can get all the way in. So he's more, it's more like an L shape. Which you is amazing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like L, an L, L so like, like a, like yeah. a leg. But she wouldn't have to have a leg up. But just make sure that, you know, it's almost like that oh, scissor like, thing. Uh, like, uh-huh. But it's like, my so yeah. Oh. Because yeah. there are some times when I do side, okay, I and I'm telling him, there's sometimes when we do a side, and it is good, like, like well, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there's something about being able to have my leg lifted first and him insert so that it, it doesn't just feel like he's playing around in the, the entrance of my creature. I need more. <laughs> I think he got tired of me, so then he was like, Fuck it, like turn over. Let's just be doggy style. I'm like, yes. Yes, knock it out. I've been waiting for that. Knock that shit out. <laughs> the I want right. to uh, okay. just apologize, or not apologize, but just speak to my voice. I've been battling this crazy ass bug that's going around. It's, has, it took my voice the last couple of days, so 
This is why I sound so sexy, y'all. I just want y'all to know. Oh, fuck with it, girl. You like normally I'm I'm kind of sexy, but now I'm like I'm like real sexy. real sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm just like oozing. Okay, I can't. So our topic this week is um, can sex be used as a form of healing? Right now, where I messed up is this is a eighteen and older podcast. This podcast is dedicated for the grown. And the sexy. Y'all thought you was gonna get away today. Exactly. (laughs) Y'all thought y'all was gonna get away. You almost yeah, I didn't forget. Um, but what I want y'all to do is if you are listening, just gain something. Brothers, wash your hands when you're fingering these young ladies. Mm. Please clean your nails and cut your nails. Do not have long nails when you're trying to finger a young lady because that can scratch her walls and you know, mess up her tissue and all of that is it's not really a great thing. It's right? not comfortable. It's, it's not comfortable. It's not safe. Okay. Um, and young ladies also like make sure your hands is clean when you jacking a boy off. Like you can give them something when you playing with it. So you want to make sure that they're that both of you guys are safe and taken care of. So starting there, wash your hands. Okay. Use condoms and um, don't be kissing everybody. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, guys. Get some wisdom. Where do we this? My homeboy was saying that he was going to get some, like, wash that's for men that makes their penises cleaner so they're not passing bacteria to women. Do y'all know about this? Cleaner? What is it, like, Castile soap? How women get really... Castile soap is pretty powerful. That works. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like men wash, male wash. Like the equivalent of a yoni wash, but a lingam wash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's like, I guess a daily wash. I know lingam wash is out there, but I... I don't... What is... I, I, I was trying to... This is my ignorance. Like, I don't understand what the purpose of having a specific male wash would be. Like, I understand why we would have a specific wash, mm-hmm. right? But I don't understand, like, why wouldn't whatever soap or whatever he's using wouldn't be... Because he has juices coming out of the tip of his dick. But it's not for him. Juice? It's really for us. Like, they're... Like, it's... They're talking about it being, like... Making it healthier in relationship to the woman. Oh, making it He's healthier. Having, yeah, to balance it. Well, maybe for guys like who got pill bags, you know, because like when dudes, like some dudes don't, they struggle with cleaning themselves. The ones like, who are not circumcising me. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> 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 pill bags. I have to. I have to translate. Uncircumcised gentlemen in the world. Some of them don't necessarily know how to really take care of it, like really pull it back, make sure like his mushroom is everything is like clean and mm-hmm. you know even smell and it. It's, and you know what I'm saying because it's easier for it. those who mm-hmm. are uncircumcised to carry stuff that can pass on trichomonas, can pass on chlamydia, can pass on a yeast infection, like those type of things. So I think that that's maybe what they're talking about. If you I don't know. That's what I see in my what head. What do you think, Parker? Yeah, because you have I think it's just, just capitalism. I think people just create shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, to make money on. But, I, see, but I, I think the same thing with Yoni Watch. I think there's plenty of soaps that are on the market, even in like the health and beauty stores, that would be great for maintaining Yoni health. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if you need a Yoni Watch to maintain Yoni health, but I don't know. Right, right. But I'm guessing it's the same for Lincoln. Like, to me, Castile soap would be great for a brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm that, saying? That peppermint stuff? No, well, they got different flavors. Because, but, yeah, yeah. You, oh, what's yeah. that? No, what's that castle? What's that? What's that? <laughs> that hippie soap? That what's that soap they had? Are you using my coochie? Black soap? No, 
That what's that? The the big bottle is Mister Mister Doctor Bronner's. Doctor Bronner's. They got peppermint. They got tea tree. They got. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that does not work for my coochie. Oh no, you shouldn't be putting it on your coochie. She right. absolutely should be in an uproar if you put that. And she absolutely yeah. has. That's what the show was. But you talking about the peppermint though, right? I've never used any of those. Okay. That has been okay for my coochie. Okay. But my, mine is my my yoni is extremely sensitive, and actually the only wash that I can use. Is um, like a daily wash. It and people say that you're not supposed to, but this is the only thing that works for me. Is uh, Summer's Eve, and there's a particular kind of Summer's Eve that I can use, right? Mm. And then that Yoni wash that you got me to help balance and bring it back. That is amazing. Well, you know what's interesting is that I think a lot of us think that we we should use soap on our vaginas when actually that's like that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one thing because like it's just about knowing sexual anatomy too. Because yeah. when we're talking about the vulva, okay, you can put soap on the vulva all day long, but soap inside the lips, mm-hmm. you know, the labia or vagina. inside the actual vagina is a no no. Mm-hmm. We have a self cleaning mechanism. Mm-hmm. It, it it will do its own thing. And when you feel like you need something more, then okay, you you're talking about herbs or water and like you know something else um but it's but soap is just no <laughs> no that's no, why you're no, supposed no. to take a bath of soap that coochie <laughs> period yeah soaking is good baths are always good but um i love just water and baking soda like that's my shit that's my jam that's what you use yeah I wonder what my how my my coochie would feel about that. Or just like and and not necessarily like that's it's that's like sometimes like you if gotta you, like mix it together. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing too. Just to go back to the Dr. Bonner's, most people don't dilute it, but the directions mm-hmm. on the bottle are to dilute it. Like most people oh, just really? use it raw. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. supposed to dilute it. So strong. It's not. It's concentrated. Listen, it's. I mean, even like a good a good. Uh, Cleansing device or ritual can just include like coconut oil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just something really simple. When we're talking about the vulva, I mean the 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 lips inside, like the labia, right? Um, yeah, water. <laughs> now there are times when even the where as I've gotten older, where like during certain times of the month, where using the summer's eve that I use. Is too strong for me, so then I'll just use water. What right. is in the summer's eve? I don't know. People say I'm not supposed to use it. it. That since I was like 12 or 13, that is the, the thing that I could use. Yeah. And it 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 works fine for me. But you use it every day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You tell me not to. Mm-hmm. Girl, we can talk about it after the show. <laughs> Girl, call her out on the show. This is what we here <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I feel. I, 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 I will just say this. I feel. I, I feel okay with my coochie regiment, and I can hear what you're going. Okay, for. absolutely. So I would say that if you're using Summer's Eve every day, this is probably why you're so sensitive. Mm. Right? And 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 to back up off of it, you'll probably have to experience some uncomfortability for a good amount of time to bring yourself back to yourself. Mm-hmm. The summer's eve has it's it's from what I know it's chemicals 
and it's creating a crutch from you addressing what the real issue is, right? Um, but because first of all, something like that dushing every day—it's not dish. Oh, it's, oh it's I'm sorry, wash. it's a wash. Okay, but it's, it's, they could say it's not soap, so it's it's a non-soap wash. Okay, okay. Oh well. And they say it's, they say it, so they I don't know. They, 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 on the but, thing it but, says, on the thing is, I'm not a scientist. On the thing it says, it's for pH balance. I know that all all the different things that I've used on my cookie, that is the thing that has worked for me. Yeah. Outside of the thing on the wash. Okay. So I was speaking to wash. the actual dish. So. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, y'all, that everything I just said, you apply that to the dish. <laughs> oh my god! I remember I used the dish before. I used the dish like twice. That shit wasn't right. That shit ain't right, y'all. Now, I could see maybe, like, having, like, that apparatus and using water, maybe, like, to whoosh yourself. You know what I'm saying? But that apparatus was not okay for my (laughs) vagina. I was young. So the first time I did it, it was, like, it was uncomfortable, but it was, like, well, maybe this is just how it's supposed to be, you know, you know. I was all leaking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that shit was. You like you gotta come back out. <laughs> like, huh? Right. Didn't think like about that part. Right. <laughs> Didn't think about that part. So the second time I used it, I think I was probably like. So the first time I used it, I think I was like, I, I lost my virginity when I was fifteen. So I think I used the dish the first time when I was like maybe sixteen, seventeen. Then I didn't use it again until I was like nineteen. Then I was like, hell no. Nah. I ain't never going to use this again because it just was not right. I'm thinking, mind you, I don't even have, I don't have a reason to think I need to dish, right? They say you people dish if you feel like you have an odor or if you whatever, right? Or you just don't feel right. I felt fine. I just was like, oh, it's a dish right here in my mama cabinet. You know, mama's always got that damn cabinet. And for some odd reason, they have all of this stuff, like just a whole like smorgasbord of hygiene stuff just random shit like stuff from the dollar store stuff from Safeway like it's weird Mary Kay items random stuff so I used it and it just made me so uncomfortable and it was just like my coochie dried out yeah. it's not you right it off. I was like it was fine ah, hell no nah. it was yeah. not okay it yeah. wasn't okay and I was like okay not gonna do that again mm. I feel like it took me maybe like I feel like my coochie wasn't right for like a month Really? After that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like it took a while for my moisture to come back the yeah. way that I was used to it being, and it like the consistency. Um, when I had my period, it was like it was drier than usual, so it was like uncomfortable at times to like use my tampons. It was just a lot. You well, know? That's a whole another conversation right there. I know what using tampons. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. The ooh. Whatever. Yeah. We 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 should we should yeah, have a whole. <laughs> oh, coochie experience. Y'all can bring me back another day. We could do like feminine hygiene. All right, we'll do that. Um, question: Too big or not too big? That is the question. That's the damn question. Do you mess with big women? Do you mess with big men? What are your your politics around body? Go ahead, can you just knock it out? <laughs> well, when I when I hear the word politics, I think of power, and when I approach love and intimacy, I'm never considering power. It's, you know, um, it's, for me, it's a balance of of energy and an alignment of, of energy. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of alignment, what feels good to me, 
Um, I've had really, really small men. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about penis? You talking about dicks? You talking about no, well, you can talk size? About... You talking about stature? Right, right, right. We talking about chubby, fluffy? Yeah, I was talking about weight. We talking about? She talking about the weight of the penis? She talking about the weight of the penis? Okay, so it's about the weight of the penis. I think I've overall been blessed to, you know, get men who are more on the heavier side. And, whew, there was this one. Hey, okay. He was like, when he pulled it out, I was like, um, that's not going to be inside of me. And I was so serious. And he laughed. And I was like, what the fuck are you laughing about? It was that big? It was that like big. Like an arm? Like a baby Yo, arm? Yo, it was like. Well, like a can, like a Pepsi can. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I was like, that's not... And he got that thing inside of me. <laughs> and it was great. But it was uncomfortable, so not too big. Just nice. Just like a girth. And width is cool. I mean, um, length. length is cool. It doesn't have to be too long. But girth is always nice, but not too big. Not too thick. So you're obviously, you prefer girth over length. Yes. Not for a leg. What about um, body type? So do you like um, fluffy, chubby, hub? Guys with belly. You know, guys that have like a, a light belly, guys that got a, you know, guys that like have one of those bellies, but it's like solid, but it's not like rock solid, like one of those beer bellies. It's like <laughs> solid, like. He so used funny. to play football back in his day. Way, way you back know what in I'm saying? Yeah. Still, That's what my 43 year old is like. My 43 year old is one of them. That's what my 43 year old is like. I like it. I like it. So for me, I um, I it's important that my man is healthy mm-hmm. because it's important that I'm healthy. So with that being said, um, a teddy bear is nice to hug, but I don't want to fuck a teddy bear. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay. He can have a bit of a belly, but I want him to be working on it. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and not too small where I feel like he can't protect me. That's really uh, that's really important to feel like my man can protect me, mm-hmm. um, and that I'm not bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but I'm small, so it's hard. It's kind of hard to be bigger than a man for, um, for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's my preference. Can he be your same height? No, he can't be my same height, but I'm I'm known to date like shorter men. So five, 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 six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because again, I've got to feel like you got something over me. You can't like stand eye to eye. What if he's like your height, your same height, but like super muscular? No. Would you feel safer with that? Because then he's too muscular. Okay. He's doing too much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help him. Her whole thing is balanced. Yeah. Where right. is the balance? Exactly. exactly. You know, it's interesting because I've been, I've, lately I've been attracting more, I'm 44, and normally I deal with like 20-somethings, but I've been attracting more, they're my favorite, <laughs> but I've been attracting more of these 40-somethings. They're like, oh, you ain't fucked a 47-year-old. I got all these secrets. And I'm like, what you got? Like a few strokes in you? Whatever. <laughs> I get into this whole thing with them. But a lot of them have bellies because they're in their 40s. You know what I mean? Like, they they chilling. And I'm like, if you got all that belly, you don't have all that dick. But you're attracted to, like, I got a big ass. <laughs> I got big thighs. Like, you, that doesn't shift their attraction to me. But it's going to limit their ability to, like, really handle it. You got all that belly, but you ain't got all that dick. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> belly is burying the dick most times. And then the yeah. belly, too. If they got bellies, most times they snore. 
And that's a deal breaker. Snoring? Oh my gosh, I do. So no man that snores, you know, skinny men snore too. I mean, that's hella funny. If they're drunk, in my in, in my experience, I'm not saying that if you got a belly, you definitely snore. I'm just saying it's highly probable that you do. That you got some kind of sleep apnea going on, which means you're not anyway. Yeah, so Rocky, what about you? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go back to you because you got all these little intricate Intri- little I was going to say intricacies. Yeah, for me, I mean, I I relate based on energy, so it's not about really body type for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a body type. I mean, I'm attracted to different different women. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they confident? The main thing for me is are they are they attracted to me? Or are they into me? Because mm-hmm. if they're not, then I can't feel them and. I'm not going to be able to get excited and, mm. and do nothing. So that's a deal breaker for you. Well, I mean, I, I can't I can't respond to women who are not into me. Right. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into me, I I physically will not be able to have sex with you because I won't be feeling you. So to, for right. me, what brings out my passion for a woman is her magnetism, mm. right? So her ability to attract me, and and that goes has she chosen me? Mm. If she's chosen me, then I'll be able to feel it. Mm-hmm. I'll be excited around her. I'll be you know what I'm saying. And so that's that's the main criteria because you know, to me that's where the passion and lovemaking comes in. Two people who like really want to be together and want and are sexually connected in that way. So to me, it's not about body type and all that external stuff. I don't really care about that. That's what's up. Uh, we interviewed Adrian Marie Brown the other day, and she that was her. Uh, she said that she is attracted to the person first, mm-hmm. the, the soul first, and then everything else comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned this lesson. I dated a guy, and I used to think that I could like like you as a friend and love you, and not be sexually attracted to you necessarily, and that those worked. And I learned a really huge lesson. Like it, it, it is a deal breaker, and it, and because I wasn't, it impacted everything else. And like I didn't want to kiss him. Um, I just, we should have just stayed friends. Yeah, I had an experience like that. I was really attracted to everything that he represented. And I thought that that would translate into uh-huh. intimacy and sensual, you know, sensual attraction. And it did not. And, um, yeah. It messed up. I, friends. Yeah. I messed up with the friendship. Like, I should. And he said, he was like, um, if you aren't, he was a Scorpio. And he said something like, if I wasn't excited about him then that would be a deal breaker mm-hmm. but I was excited about all these other parts like I loved him like he was my like boy we went everywhere we did everything I could talk to him for hours but sex it just didn't yeah it just didn't work okay so I have a quote I was trying to go through between two quotes I think I'll do this one it says the body can become a vehicle to that which is beyond body and sex energy can become a spiritual force. Period. The body can become a vehicle to that which is beyond body. And sex energy can become a spiritual force. What y'all think about that? Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, I think the body is a vehicle for that which is beyond body, which mm-hmm. is the spirit or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. I think these are vehicles that we're encased in. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the body represents the permanency of who we are. So I believe we're whatever you want to call it, spiritual beings or whatever. So definitely, I would agree with that first quote. And yeah, you know, sex is definitely, it, it's about energy and it, the ability to use that energy to take us where we want to go. So I, I believe both those quotes appear to be accurate from my standpoint. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yep. 
I was just saying I agree. <laughs> Where do you think that people do you think that people are conscious of that or like operate? You think most people operate from that place or no? Or like when people don't have that consciousness, do you think that it impacts like it does damage? Does that make sense? Is that a clear question? Yeah, I mean, my, from my standpoint, yeah, most people are into the, the five senses, and that's their first interaction with the world. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they're not thinking about the body as a vehicle. They're thinking about the body as the actual object in which they are attracted to or into or trying to cover or own or whatever. Mm -hmm. When you look at our relationship structure, I mean, people are, are literally trying to own other people's bodies. You see what literally, I'm saying? So that's, that's the structure of relating that we have right now. So it's all about the body. If people recognize that there was the spirit of the soul, then they would know I can't own that. It's it spans lifetimes or whatever. Then it would, we would have a completely different relationship dynamic in this country. So I think people are about the physical and the body first, and then everything else after that. Word. It's true. Capitalists. We approach <laughs> sex and relationships like you know, like we approach capitalism. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's all like a result of our society. Which is a capitalistic society, ownership, possession, which disconnects us from yes, from from the spirit, from the soul, and um, having that experience. So, can it be harmful? Because we're we're always creating, even when we don't realize it, mm -hmm. and we're always being impacted by our um, engagements, right, and our relationships. Um, how we engage, all those things. So if we if we're not conscious of it, it absolutely can be harmful. But if we're not conscious of it, it can also transform us because we're not conscious of it and we're out of the way. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you get things that that you need, and mm -hmm. if you were aware of it, you wouldn't go near it. You know. Um, so I, I think it it can work both ways. What do you think about? So let's talk about the this. <laughs> I guess monogamy on a on a certain level. When I was listening to you talk about Kim, um, it's interesting because people think that, like, I, I especially here, I think that women are really, uh, 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 how do, what is the word I'm using? I'm looking for ah, socialized to believe that monogamy is the way, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're very fixed on it. And if he loves me, then he'll only be with me. He'll only be sexually attracted to me. He'll only want to be with me. And like, and if he's with another woman or wants other women or whatever then that means that he's not committed to me or he doesn't love me. So I, I feel like when you were talking, that was some of the stuff that was coming up for me. What do y'all think? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's the belief that people have, you know. But we just take that from childhood. You know, it's like, you know, when you're a, a child and your mom is allowing somebody else, another child to sit on her lap or she gives another child a toy and we have feelings of jealousy or significance around that. But because we don't have initiation practices in this culture and we don't, understand like what's childhood behavior versus what's adult behavior mm. we just carry that into adulthood so yeah mm -hmm. we just we have that same exact thing and that's what monogamy is about where you know again it's about ownership right so it, monogamy creates a nice little bubble where we can feel secure about ourselves we can hide our jealousies and insecurities and say this is all mine and that kind of stuff and we can have you know what we call conditional love mm -hmm. which is like you know as long as you do the following things I'll stay with you and be with you if you don't do those things I'm getting rid of you so yeah, like we, it allows us to kind of hide these, you know, childhood or childlike um, behaviors and, and thought processes that we have. And so it's something that we got to start to work beyond it. It's okay to be with one partner, but we need to, we need to acknowledge like what it actually is mm -hmm. and not pretend like we're naturally in the, in the higher 
forward or a higher space if we're if we're in a monogamous situation. Absolutely. Um, socialization. Yeah, I think it is, and I think that it is directly connected to patriarchy, right? Yeah, just yeah. as capitalism is, um, just as religion is, and not to shit on religion because I absolutely believe in in having a way doing things. That's what religion is, right? Mm -hmm. A way of life, a way of doing things. So I'm not shitting on religion. I'm shitting on. I am shitting on um, <laughs> how religion is, uh, how we hold religion in our society. Um, so going back to that possession and ownership, right? And um, and it was very important for men to know whose baby, whose baby are you carrying? The only way I can know what baby you're carrying is by locking you down, making you my wife. Mm -hmm. you, I own you. I own you and this baby. I own your body. I own mm -hmm. it all. Um, and that's the church, too. Oh, you, you you pray to this church. You come to this church. You, you pray to Jesus. We own you. Um, anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. You give them money. What's that? You give them money. Yeah. As if, you know, it's like we're paying our tithes to the church. And that's your agreement. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right? That's your agreement. That's, that's the Bible. Um, but so, and then women kind of adopted this idea, like, oh yeah, in order to have the security and and to to feel like I'm safe, and I agree, I agree to let you own me, and that means that you don't do it either, you don't step outside of this, mm -hmm. not realizing we're limiting ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's, a, it's an old contract, an old construct, but we're still playing out. And not that there aren't people like I think that there are people like I have friends. That are like I don't have the ability to um, be with multiple people. Like it's too much to manage emotionally. Like I really can only focus on one person. Right? That comes from to me a very different place than believing that love and monogamy are connected. Right? Mm -hmm. If you know this is just really who I am and that's how you get down, that works for you. That's fine. But um, I actually get a lot of shit from having like multiple lovers. Like a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I get talked about a lot because I have multiple lovers. <coughs> but I'm like, I get things from each one of them. And then men, will, it's interesting because men can have all the lovers that they want. They can have wives, girlfriends, all kind of concubines, all kind of whatever. And that's fine. But with me, they're like, um, there becomes a possessiveness, a jealousy. Oh, what, what is he doing for you that I can't do? Similar to their issues with my toy. It's just interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't think, but I I think, in all fairness, I think everyone gets judged for having multiple lovers in a society. Like even men, they're looked at as being irresponsible or fast or fuckboys or whatever. Mm -hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's kind of quote unquote generally accepted, but at the same time, everybody's looking at them and judging them. You know, at the same time, like he's mm -hmm. he's messy or he's not responsible. Like when I was growing up, it, not growing up, but after I graduated from college, I it was I had a lot of pressure to be you know, a quote-unquote responsible man who had one woman and had a family so I can be in corporate America and kind of rise to the ranks because all the corporate leaders, they had that structure. Mm -hmm. So a lot of men are, are under pressure to do that uh, despite how they really feel. And the men who don't do that, they're looked down upon by that group of men mm -hmm. and women who were in like the upper epsilon of corporate society and, and class society and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Everything else is considered messy. You know what I'm saying? If you got multiple lovers or you have whatever. So everyone gets judged, but it's just, you know, who's doing the judging? You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Mm -hmm. That's true. I feel that. I agree with that. So 
have you guys ever been in open relationships or polyamorous relationships? I was thinking about trying open relating. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Kamis? You were thinking this about trying This guy right here. Yeah. My brother, my I think, yeah, y'all need to, I think, I think he has a lot to say about that. Yeah, but, I, I wrote um, a book on one, so I'm going to, I'm going to. You said you woke up with. I wrote a book on open relating. What's your book oh, called? Yeah. The Art of Open Relating, Volume 1. Ah. Where can people get it? Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah, in yeah, uh, Amazon. hard copy or Kindle. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, tell them more. Well, can they see you go first? Well, I'll just say this. Um, yes, I have. And I um, I was given permission to explore this path by uh, Rakim's wife, Kenya, Kenya Stevens. Um, I found her on Facebook, and she was just telling her little stories, just talking, 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 talking. And I was... I was in a long-term relationship with my children's father at the time and was just screaming on the inside to get mm. out. Either get out or we have to change the structure of what we're doing, mm. right? And I really wanted to change the structure of what we were doing. Um, but he, yeah, he couldn't. So anyway, I saw Kenya and everything that she was saying resonated with me. And this was a woman who was married. And I was like, oh my God. And mm. she gave me permission to live out loud and to kind of just play in those spaces and see what happens. Like, maybe I don't want to live here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, in answer to your question, absolutely. I um, have, I do. Um, I pride myself on, you know, connecting with multiple men um, in a very responsible way. Always responsible. Very responsible and loving way. And even still with that experience, those experiences, and, and definitely I am more um, of a non-monogamous person than I am monogamous, um, I still desire a partner who is like my tree, my root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think all I, women I like need that. that. Yeah. I think all women need a, like, even when you're open-related, you need, like, a solid partner who's, like, there, present with you, that kind of stuff. And I just think women... It benefits women to have that kind of foundation, mm-hmm. um, and for some reason, people when we talk about open relating, people think that the, it doesn't include having a permanent partner or a primary partner, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that should be the standard. You know, what I'm saying I think we should all have somebody who we can really count on to be there for us in certain ways. So yeah, I think that's that's reasonable mm-hmm. and expected. Thank you, Michael. How did you get into um, what led you to your book? <laughs> Uh, we have a long story, but the long and short of it is, uh, Ken and I were married. Uh, in year four of our marriage, she had an attraction to another man she was in love with. So we talked about it. We went to our marriage councils about it. They said, oh, just forget about it. Just, just drop it. Four years after that, I had the same experience. I was in love with a woman. Ken and I talked about it again. And we were like, well, why are we having an attraction for other people who are married? Like, we, we were really confused by that. We thought once you're married, like, all that stuff kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, somehow you stay focused on each other. So just, you know, we, we started to realize, okay, this, the attraction stuff is there. There's a reason why it's coming up. Um, after that, we got into Tantra. Uh, and the Tantra teacher I was learning from helped to convince me uh, about what the feminine principle is. That needs to be free. you got to support her in doing what she, what, what she feels she wants to do for her. That includes sexually. She can have sex with who she wants, where she wants, when she wants. And you got to support her in that and love her through that. And so once I kind of accepted that lesson I was able to get into open relating 
Um, before that, I was more into wanting polygyny, one man, many women. Um, so I was kind of like the standard brother mm -hmm. out there in terms mm -hmm. of my thinking. But yeah, so that's how I got into it, just opening myself up to learning and expanding. Um, it's so interesting. So one, I think where I get stuck, because I, I, I like how you put that, like one in your tree. And that's what I want, right? I want like my homie that I go through this world with and it is me and him. Life partner. And I want to experience life. But people always give me feedback or like, um, I'm constantly hearing messages uh, that say that that is not okay. And so then I think what ends up happening for me is I end up just having friends <coughs> that I have. I, I build intimate friendships. So I usually have those and not a partner. And I think some, some of it is it's hard for me to imagine that that person exists mm. because I'm constantly told that that is not men would be okay with that. That is not right. All those. So I'm constantly battling the, those messages that I get in my head. Which impact my manifestation. Yeah, like, and that's where the battle is. It's it's in our heads. So all the battles we have, whether it's around money or relationships or whatever, it's all in our head. Once we get past that, then we can just kind of create what we want. Mm -hmm. But we have a hard time even understanding and accepting what we actually do want because we're telling ourselves it's wrong. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I, um, I have the same or similar um, struggle, you know. And I've had to recently say, you know, out loud, no, I want a partner. I want a life partner and I'm actually saying it to men that I'm dating too. Mm. This is what I want. That might not be you. I'm just saying this is where I am. Um, but I think that for a long time, well, I had to heal, I, you know, coming out of my, my marriage, I had to heal. But then too, because I was getting the same messages, like this doesn't exist. You're tripping. No man is going to go for that. Um, I kind of talked myself into, oh, I'm just going to relate with men deeply because mm -hmm. that's the only way I can really do it, mm -hmm. right? Deeply, but it's not going to go beyond this. I'm mm -hmm. not expecting anything else. Mm -hmm. And and now I'm in a place where I'm like, that's that's not the truth anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so. That's, that's what's up. I feel you. Thank you. I'm, I'm working. And you know what's interesting? Because women can be, um, even... Even though patriarchy is male created, women are very good. Um, they perpetrated, perpetuated a lot, Absolutely. right? Very yeah. good gatekeepers of patriarchy, yeah. and that's who I receive a lot of my messages from. Are women who are telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing, uh, especially married women. So it's really interesting. Well, you have our fun fact, Venus. I do. Okay, what I is do. it? So, what's a day on kinky.com? <laughs> a national survey conducted by Intel says that 40% of women would rather give up getting laid for two weeks rather than logging off the internet for the same amount of time. Mm, they not being fucked right. So, they not, they, so they, they can't be being fucked right. Like, that don't... Well, you but know, there's also, like... I think, I think that goes into like people's relationships because that also goes into the tech addiction to technology and social media and like that part because people are missing the aspect of connection, touch, feel, making like direct eye contact and not being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Most people can't do that and they're able just to look at their phone because they're not looking at their they're looking at stuff. 
and people are able to see them how they want to be seen. And so I think that that piece, it puts up a wall, you know, of energy for a lot of relationships because, and I think that goes on both sides too. I mean, men, they don't want to fuck regardless, right? However, there's also that thing where, okay, where I got this social media and I have Instagram and I have these Instagram models and I have this status quo of what a woman should really look like. But realistically, that's not really how women look every day. You're not seeing women who just look like that all day, every day. You might get one or two throughout the day be like, oh, wow, that's an Instagram model. And then keep on moving, right? However, I think that that's like a, um, it's just like a, it's like a, like a gap on the bridge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're able to like reach out and touch each other and fuck from afar, but then it's not like a real connection because of the social media. You know what I mean? Or just because of technology in general. Right. I think that social media and technology has the impact on society because of the lack of intimacy people were already, you know, mm-hmm. not Experience. experiencing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or lack of in- mm-hmm. intimacy that people were experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that's where we are because of that, right? So, yeah, going back to the underfucked woman. <laughs> she definitely is not getting fucked well. Yeah, right? <laughs> Most women, or I will say a lot of women, don't even know their bodies enough to ask for what they need and then men don't know they don't know their bodies enough mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. and and mo- and mostly men are um, they they're charged with knowing our bodies better than we do right mm-hmm. so they don't know their own bodies they don't know Definitely. ours Definitely. so they're just fucking and we're receiving it because we want the closeness and yeah so you have all this just yeah. I definitely think men only think that their bodies are <clears throat> penises and, and balls like that like that's it yeah and not like that there are not it's interesting I get in conversations with guys the the one that happens a lot lately is like getting their ass licked right mm-hmm. and and they're and not not that a man has to be willing to talk about this what'd you say mm-hmm. oh. when we were talking we were having a conversation about men getting their ass licked like getting it. your ass licked do I like it mm-hmm uh, it's cool. Yeah, if the woman's into me and, you know, like the passion's there and the love is there, I'm cool with it. It hasn't been something that's been a big thing for me, but, you the know, like women have wanted good. to offer, like they have wanted to give that to me. You know what I'm saying? And when a woman comes to me at that with that energy, then I'm cool. I'm pretty much open. It's, so, and not, like, not that they have to, not that men have to be running around here wanting to get their asses licked, right? Mm-hmm. And if they do, I don't care. But I'm not like, I'm not promoting it but when you're shutting down a possibility of like ecstasy it's like why like what is your what is your no you don't even know i mean most of the things that i don't like i've tried and i'm like actually that doesn't bring me pleasure and then sometimes maybe i can move past that and then find pleasure in it right i don't like pain but i've had recent experiences where i'm exploring pain more so what is it that makes you say no to pleasure and i think that's where a lot of men get messed up because they're like they just it's only what they think is pleasurable about their body and it's the not knowing um, or whatever. And I meet a lot of women, especially, I'm like, I'm 44. So my hormones, how old are you? 42. Listen, I don't know if your body is like my body, but <laughs> these hormones be real. So I can't, if I only have sex twice a week, like, that's a drought for me. That's a problem. If it's only like once or twice a week, I'm like, 
what is going on where are my people at right because <laughs> hormonally I like need to have sex and I don't meet women who are like around my age that are like I haven't had sex in four months I haven't had sex in four years and I'm like how is your body set up because I would be going crazy yeah and there's not that much masturbation in the world like masturbation yeah, is right. cool right and it don't hit the spot like it, no. don't, the spot. it don't not it like don't. a dick Mm-mm. that's real um, but wait what was your question to me what's I, what did I are you I, asking me about my my hormones? My yeah, I was asking you. I, I was asking you if your hormones, like my hormones, are oh, raging. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I want sex all the time, but I don't necessarily have it. You know, I'm. I think as open as I might present to be, I'm not as open. Oh, <laughs> right? You're still a Taurus. <laughs> I'm still a Taurus, right? <laughs> I'm very, very particular. So come on, sis. It's okay. It's okay if you particular. Oh no, I, and I'm not apologizing for it at all. I'm just saying, you know, I think that because I talk about sex so much outwardly, mm-hmm. um, people get this this uh, perception of me that is not. I, I think I let them down all the time. But um, <laughs> so so in answer to your question, I want it all the time, but I'm not willing to just do it because he stands me up, whoever he is, like. I have to have it in a certain kind of way, you know. Got you. Uh, uh, our so that'll lead to me not having it. I got you. I got you. I got you. Our mutual friend Nomi told me the other day. She said she is impressed by the way I'm consistently able to diversify my sexual experiences. She's like, you don't just keep calling dick to you, but you keep shifting the ways it happens. That that is medicine for me. I love it. So this that leads us into our main topic. So. Um, <laughs> Can sex be used as a form of healing? What do y'all think? Yes. Yes. Yes, why? Like, <laughs> what about it is sexual? Why is it? I mean, what about it is healing? Or what do you say it's healing? I mean, it's, it's healing in so many ways. I mean, it could be healing physically. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I feel the body needs to have sex. I think it's a requirement for the body. Mm-hmm. You know, male and female bodies mm-hmm. need sex. And so when you don't have sex, mm-hmm. I think that the body suffers. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, masturbation is not sex. Sex to me is sex to me is raw sex. The same way animals have it, the same way every other creature on the whole planet has sex, besides human beings, you know, because we have all these little ways that we do it, but just raw, ejaculatory, orgasmic sex. Like that's what sex is. And I think that when we don't have that as human beings, that, that we begin to suffer. We suffer, um, you know, it affects I think it, that stuff can lead to like prostate cancer. I think it'll lead to a lot of different things when men are not it's not just about ejaculating, it's about mm. engaging with a woman who who you can feel the love and you can you can offer, you know, her your energy and that kind of stuff and there's an exchange there. Like that's what the body needs. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, physically it's important, I think mentally it's important. I think, you know, probably half the world is fucking mentally gone. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not having sex. You can't suppress sexuality. You can't substitute it with, with masturbation or watching porn on, the, on whatever. So I think mentally we're all messed up in the head. You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of people like get into religion in the ways they do where mm-hmm. they, you know, they try to substitute a higher power or the next life mm-hmm. for the pleasure they're not receiving right now in life. You see what Definitely. I'm saying? Definitely. So yeah, I think mentally and physically sex is healing. Yeah, absolutely. I think emotionally, sex is also healing as well as spiritually. Um, I often say that sex is my spirituality, right? Um, 
you I know, like that too. Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely a big part. I mean, because I find myself working out my shit during sex. Just being touched and held and kissed, caressed, the exchange, like, you know, the closeness. That can like that can cure a whole lot of shit for me. If I had a bad day, you know, I'm finding something is really hard, finding it hard to let something go. I can take it to my altar, which is mm-hmm. my body, right? Mm-hmm. The the act of sex and just release, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that in terms of the, the orgasm, like that's that's what it's all about for women. It's the reset of the nervous system. So if you're able to have a really great orgasm over and over again, you're like just healing all that shit up, all that shit that you're holding in your body. You give no fucks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then with the orgasm, there's an element of trance too, right? Where you're mm-hmm. just letting go of everything, which is equivalent to being in church and trancing out, mm-hmm. you know, arms mm-hmm. wide, crying to Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> It's the same energy, in, you know, during sex when you can really connect and really let go. Not just, oh, he's fucking me. Okay, yes. Oh, this feels good. Yeah. No, like real deep intimacy. Um, definitely game changer. I'm ready to convert. Convert. <laughs> yes. Sex is my religion. Sexism. Uh, it's interesting because, and I don't know what the case is for women who aren't penetrated. I know. For when I'm penetrated, I can literally feel like when you're talking about resetting the nervous system, I can literally feel like tension released through my body. Like when I said like no fucks given, like after I've had great sex, like I, I'm smiling, like nothing really, like not that things don't matter, but I'm just not tripping off of shit. Like I'm not holding it like that. Right. There is joy in my body. I'm smiling, like I, <laughs> it literally. I feel it just kind of leave my body. As I'm being penetrated, right? I think my biggest thing is because, I mean, my listeners know, but y'all don't know. I ain't having sex. Why? Because I'm not connected with nobody. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really big and keen on my connection. I need to be fucking connected with you. I don't need to feel like I'm just a fucking shell. You're just trying to stick your dick in. I don't want to just feel like that. I want to feel like a spirit that you're connecting with because that's really what we're doing. We're intertwining spirits and like, yeah, I'm yearning. Yeah, I'm horny. Yeah, I'm feeling all of these feelings (coughs) and I deal with things and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I masturbate a lot. I masturbated this morning before I got my day started. Good for you. Let me just pull my, let me just, I'm not even gonna, I didn't even set foot out the bed. I grabbed my master, my my vibrator first. I was just like, I can't fuck this day. I can't take it. Uh, you know, but I felt a little bit better, you know, after I released, you know, hashtag, okay. But I think that it's like, because I mean, I'm not waking up and rolling over to some dick, you know what I'm saying, right behind me, because that's always great to wake up to morning wood, you know, either you waking him up to some head, you waking up to some dick, you waking up, you waking up to some head, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, there's the pos- you waking up to kisses on your neck, you're waking up to being in somebody's arm, you're waking up to a foot on your foot, like, just like, intimate touch, touch and connection, but I think because I have, you know, had my trauma and my rough relationships, I'm... It's, it, I'm, 
I'm in a reset place right now. And I know that I'm supposed to focus on loving myself in this, this immense self-love thing right now. So I can just feel this, I don't know, overt confidence to where it's like I'm not worried about anything. And then that makes more energies come towards me that I'm looking for, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not looking for it, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm struggling right now. That's why I'm listening to y'all. And I'm like, yeah. That's why you guys aren't really hearing me say anything. Because I'm like, yeah, sex is healing. Um, I need to be healed right now. I could could use a nice sexual. That's what he was talking about. Sexual healing. Yo, hmm. I revisit okay. that song. I have revisited that song yeah. as an adult. It's grown. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yo, Marvin Gaye, he's such a national treasure because... He was talking about these things. He was speaking to the mysticism of sex. This, this. Right? And I didn't get it as a child. I thought he was a creep as a child listening to those songs, right? Mm-hmm. But as a grown adult, I'm like, oh it's my gosh, he was so special. So beautiful. Such so a beautiful. beautiful message. Yeah. You know, yeah. so necessary. Yeah. Just my favorite Marvin Gaye song is I Want You. Oh, and just yeah. like, even the words in that. Yeah. But I want you to yeah. want me, me too. too. You said that shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. it's very important to feel that mutual connection with somebody to build that chemistry. It's so important because if you don't have it, then you're not gonna be able to conjure up that you know that really good fuck. You know, and it's like a passion fuck, and it's like entwined up with love. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like really yeah. good. It's that shit that you think about like three days later and then <laughs> you feel it jumping in your stomach. Uh-huh. Like, hold on. Might have to go to the bathroom. Hold on. Okay. What were you going to say? No, I just wanted to speak to, um, how should I say, the importance of what you said in terms of when a woman, when you know a woman wants you, that makes you want her. Mm-hmm. Because I think that a lot of men see it the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like and you'll hear men speak to it like they like to chase, right? Mm-hmm. They have this idea that if they don't chase mm-hmm. you, then you're not worthy of their time. Yeah. There's probably something wrong. They're just not interested. And what Rakim is speaking to is magnetism mm-hmm. and and the power of a woman's choice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that. That's what's up. Y'all need to get it together, men. Uh-huh. You know, there's somewhat there's a there's a way. It's interesting as you're talking. There's a I'm thinking like there's a way that men be getting me fucked up, right? So there's <laughs> tell us about. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like there's a way that they are attracted to me, right? Um, but because I I think largely because of my weight, they buy into these ideas that like because I'm fat because I'm a fat girl, then I'm like walking around here lack lacking huh. and needy and like I'm just gonna accept whatever. Like because I'm fat, I don't have standards, mm-hmm. or that I don't have my mm-hmm. pick, and I'm. Kind of laugh at it. That's because that because I usually am having a lot more sex than many of the people that I'm around, and a lot more partners or or options, right? So like, like you have to be somebody that I want, and the fact that you've chosen me is not enough, right? Um, and and when I engage in it, I'm always I always have to say to them like, I gotta, especially when we meet online, like. Like, we got to meet up. I don't know if I'm going to be attracted to you. You might not be. I might think I am, and I might see you, and I, it just might not click. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you no. So, um, real quick, I was going to say, when y'all were talking about Marvin Gaye, there, there's a quote in here from Eve Insler, the woman who wrote um, 
What is it called? Vagina Moms. Thank you, Vagina Moms. Uh, but she says, I think about Marvin Gaye and sexual healing. What a radical idea that sex was healing. I learned my politics through that music. Um, so just like that frame that, that, that people really don't talk about. People have so much sexual hangups. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of taboo. Don't Thanks talk about sex. Thanks, Sarah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you usually see so many people um, that are extreme religious fanatics having extreme that, that that's a repression you were talking mm-hmm. about right having extreme ways of acting out that sexual stuff that um is that hasn't been dealt with in a healthy way you mean like the the the, the catholic priests and the bishops uh raping the little yep. boys and the girls yeah yep. you yep. mean like all the gay men in the black church Ooh, did yeah. i just say that yeah. just are like, we talking about that repression that not, plays that's, itself that's, out that's in, exactly in a, in it. perversion that's Later. exactly it and I'm not saying that homosexuality is perversion, y'all. I know y'all want to like do that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was gonna right, try. It. Right. It was gonna try. It. That's not what I'm saying. So. Yeah. No, what she's saying is how the religion has been taken and it's been made into like this perversion of thing. Like they take everything and they make it negative. Like going back to slavery, it dates all the way back. And I went to go see Harriet, y'all. I recommend this to everybody. I'm still kind of sitting in all of that. Um, but it's just like, back then, they were using the Bible to enslave us and keep us captured. You know what I'm saying? And keep us down with our mentals. Like, God is going to strike us down and going to, you know, do bad things to us. Everything wrong is everything that we do is wrong. And anything that they do to us is our fault fault and God is making it happen and that's the perversion <coughs> that I feel like you might be yeah, talking about absolutely. You know? the perversion yeah. that turns into uh, or I'm sorry the repression that turns into perversion yeah, exactly. that, that's, yeah. It, that's what it is and it's interesting because even when you talked about the Catholic Church like they priests can't marry not because of God but because of land rights it's all about money it's about capitalism because when priests would uh, get married say they have children sorry the church is giving the priest um, land, that child doesn't go back into the church, so then the church loses land. So they made, they outlawed it. Like, that's really where that is. It has absolutely nothing to do with God. It's all about finances, right? And then it becomes this thing. Interesting. Huh? That's, that's very yeah, it's all land rights, but people don't know that, and they, they accept it as a truth, and then you have all these men that are just having, like, all this repressed energy, and they don't even talk about the girls that are, are um, taken advantage of and molested. They only talk about Rape to molest. They only talk about the boys. Right? But does that happen in the Catholic Church? The girls? Yes. Because the only thing I heard in the Catholic Church is the nuns and the priests are coming together. Because it's important. Because and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because the reason why they've been able to get away with it so much in the Catholic Church is because no one really cares about the molestation of boys in the same way that they care about the molestation of girls. Mm-hmm. It's like it's if you think about what's actually happening. And the mm-hmm. fact that nothing's hardly been said about it and nothing's been really done about it except some low-key lawsuits and that kind of stuff and the church hasn't done anything. Like, there's, if, there was, if it was girls, if it was thousands of girls, literally, being raped and molested, like, it would be a whole... I mean, it would be, like, blood in the streets, marches everywhere. But because it's boys, like, nobody cares. This is one of the reasons why boys are chosen. Because it's easier to molest a boy and get away with it because really nobody cares. And the boys aren't going to. Well, just knowing what I know about rape, rape and molestation, I find it very hard to believe that in this place. Well, part of it is I think that priests have access to boys differently, right? They have altar boys and things like that, mm-hmm. right? 
So I think that there's something, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that the girls are being molested by nuns too, right? Well, yes. But I find oh it hard gosh. to believe, because predators are not, they're not predators based on sexuality. Like, predators primarily are heterosexual men, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to tell me that those men, given the opportunity and access to girls, aren't doing it. I think that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, whatever. I, 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 it w- I would be interested in finding out what those statistics look like, because... It would be very difficult for me to believe that girls aren't being messed with by by male priests as well. I just Mm -hmm. posted a story. There's a big bust in Canada, a pedophile ring, and Mm -hmm. I believe it was connected to the church, like Mm -hmm. um, where it was boys and girls. So we're just gonna talk about it. See, when that stuff starts coming out, it'll be a a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. Like those stories need to come out. And it's just, just terrible because a lot of times the women are the gatekeepers, and we just keep saying yes, okay, turning our heads. You know, mm-hmm. this is terrible. Anyway. Well, that's the part. That's a powerful thing about saying take it to God. Like it's. Uh, I remember uh, watching uh, Queen when I was high, uh, when I was little, and these white women were taking her baby, baby. So Queen from Alex Haley. Yeah. Um, but the white women were taking her baby, and they were saying, "Don't worry about this." You have a friend in Jesus. Like that, worry about the mm-hmm. afterlife. We, uh, this this life doesn't matter. And I think that there's something about um, that repression and that uh, the ways that we are being able to oppression is being able to be acting on us through through religion by them saying like, don't worry about this physical body. So anything can happen here. Just constantly chase whatever is in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, so then people don't talk about it. They don't re- speak up. Okay, this has been amazing. Let's close out with our Fab Five. So they are, what are they, Venus? Fetishes, fantasies, feelings, fears, fads. Fetishes, fantasies, fears, feelings, fads. Fads meaning trends, what's popular right mm-hmm. now, what what you might deem as popular. It don't even have to be like something for right now. It could be something you can take it at. It don't matter. Yeah. So each of us is going to speak to one. Okay. So what's what's a what's one of those that you want that's on your heart, your mind right now, connected to sex and maybe sexual healing? Well, okay. now so start with start with one. Which one should we do first? We're each going to pick one. So oh, we pick one. Uh, so fats, fetishes. I'll take fats. You're going to do fats. So fetishes, fears, feelings, or fantasies. And what are we doing though? Just talk. So, what's what what what's what's something that comes up for you? Like, if you're going to talk about a fantasy, it could be a fantasy that you have mm-hmm. um, connected to sex, could be connected to sexual healing or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or fat connected to that or whatever. Yeah, I can do fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, my fantasy is that sex work becomes legal. Yes. You know, because why is that important? Well, I think sex workers are doing like amazing work. I think you know we need options for sexual healing. I think. It's it doesn't uh, to me it's insanity to a degree to think that you're going to find what you need sexually just by like going to a dating app or meeting people out in the streets. No, you need to 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 go to professionals or people who understand sexuality to a learn about sex right instead of just watching porn on on the internet or, or movies. And then you need to be able to go somewhere and actually get what you need. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like learn your body, have somebody help you understand your body, help you understand your psychology, and sex workers do all that. So my fantasy is that sex work is at some point legalized. And then it's healthier, it's cleaner. If it gets legalized, how how it happens in the safety for, for sex workers, all of that stuff becomes so much better. I think the biggest thing, um, I work with sexually exploited minors. So um, for me and for my camp and 
my team, the people that we do work with. I think the biggest thing is how it is done. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm not necessarily somebody who is against grown ass women and grown ass men and grown ass individuals, whatever the whatever you go by and identify as doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's your body, live. Right, however, it is also a thing where there's a responsibility to save everybody who is currently being enslaved sexually. Yeah, right, because that is not okay. You mean like human trafficking? Yes, mm-hmm. sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, commercially sexually exploited minors, mm-hmm. children. Um, and so, and I've been in this work for 11 years now. So, and for me, it's like, even doing this podcast, it was rough for me jumping in, right? Because I'm like, I'm <coughs> fuck yes, let's talk about it. Right, right. But then I also have this life that I have over here where it's like, okay, people are going to be looking at me with this podcast, right? Like, well, Venus, what is what are you over here doing with, with, with this podcast? But it took me a while. We've been doing the podcast for a year, and it took me a while to, like, shift my lens because I hadn't been talking to people about it. People would come to me and be like, I know you got that podcast. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I couldn't really, like, fall into it, but, like, it's been maybe, like, four, maybe five months where I'm, like, fully starting to stand in it. Um, now I'm just like, I tell people, I'm like, I got a podcast. I tell my Lyft drivers. It's just like, it just happens now. Um, because it's something that is important. The intersectionality of sex um, and education and life. Like, the fact that sex is so taboo and it's something that people can't have a conversation about, you know, without feeling attacked. Without feeling like, oh my God, if I say that I like this thing, I'm probably going to lose my job. Or I'm probably going to lose my whole community circle my homeboys ain't gonna rock with me no more my homegirls are gonna think that I'm crazy Um, my family is gonna disown me like there are so many different things wrapped around what you like sexually and then there's a conversation that people don't like to have around um, sexually exploited minors Mm -hmm. people ignore that like we're here in Oakland I'm from Oakland this is a hub for sexually exploited minors East 14th Ewanfo International, whatever you want to call that street that it is now, it's the same street that's been there since the 70s, and it's the same epidemic that is happening. There are girls who are ages as young as eight years old out there on the streets. So it's like, yeah, cool. We want sex workers to be able to do their thing, but where is the line and how are they going to support, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. making sure that these little girls don't just fall into the sex work like from getting exploited and they don't fall just getting into sex work because they have trauma Mm -hmm. and they you know are being forced into sex work because they still got a pimp you feel me pimping is still gonna be there you know what I'm saying so it's like it's so many layers to it that I think um, it's something to be explored like sex is something that's people gonna pay for sex period that's just gonna happen Right, mm-hmm. it's a matter about it being legal and about people being able to get benefits and yeah. you know all of that shit that comes with it. That's important, right? It's just, um, it's just like a slippery slope. It's a, it's levels to it. Everybody can be set up where if women need support, if it's regulated and legal, and women mm-hmm. need support, they can go somewhere into an office and say, "Hey, I need right. benefits, or I need support, I need mm-hmm. a place to stay, or somebody hurt me, or mm-hmm. raped me, or whatever." Like yeah. you'll have, but right now because it's underground, nobody right. can say anything about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no regulation. Yeah, it's no, there's no, it's ridiculous. And it's, there's, you know, there's polarity in everything. So not, you know, saying if there's a this, there's a that. 
right? So there's a light side, there's a dark side, and then there's like somewhere in between. And saying sex work should be a thing, you know, is not the same as saying children should be sexually exploited, right? Um, just like if I say if I love sex, it's not the same as, but and you should rape me, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there, there's opposite ends of the spectrum. So, but I understand like you speaking to it because I'm sure those words sex worker may trigger some folks, especially somebody like you. You in that you in that that space every day. That's that's some deep shit. I commend you for for um, being there. You know. And I heard that ties into the homeless crisis in, in Oakland as well. Yeah. Because you have a lot of minors who are homeless who yeah. use sex work as a way to try to make something. Uh-huh. Yes. And but they're still on the streets. Yeah. You know saying? Like literally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like that goes also goes into the city and what the city of Oakland is doing and everything. So you know. Interesting. And and to how like you know we talked about the church earlier, but a lot of times too these politicians and these. Uh, these people with a lot of power and authority are actually involved in pedophilia mm-hmm. and sex trafficking, right? Yeah. And they're the same people. Power period. Yeah. I mean, and it, it is. It's about power. Power over mm-hmm. dominance. Um, well, huh, let's bring this up. What was yours? <laughs> <laughs> um, fads. Yes. Okay. So what was your fad that you was going to bring up? Um, so fads, it is, I've noticed, a fad to be... Um, it's like the goddess starter kit. I've seen this, these memes. Mm-hmm. The waist beads, you know, mm-hmm. you're sexually liberated, <laughs> you know. Tapping to your inner goddess. Yeah, yeah, all that all that good stuff, you yeah. know. Um, and I think that for me, it's great. I, I love that women are um, becoming more self-indulged and seeking the feminine aspects of the divine. We need that. That's very, very much important. And I just, my prayer, my wish is that we go deeper and mm-hmm. not let it just be about the look and the trend of it all. Mm-hmm. It really, it be about self-actualization and transcendence and transformation and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I do feelings? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say this. So um, the feeling that I'm going to tap into is when um, the way, I actually was talking to Noni about this a while ago. But that when you're manifesting things, that sex can be an, uh, um, a portal into manifestation, right? And so, like, today, as I'm having sex, and I'm like, like, he's, like, worshiping my body, right? And I'm like, how can I sink into, like, a click, like, sink into this, right? So with every kiss, every caress, everything that he's generously giving to me, and I'm receiving that, and I'm thinking about the money that I need to raise. Like, what are all the things that I need to manifest in my yeah. life? Right, and how can I take this pleasure, this attractiveness of this moment, and expand that so that I can attract it to me? So I just want to offer that's my feeling. Love it, love it. Thank you. Better utilize that energy, girl. Okay, get it. You're doing all that fucking. You better, you better not be fucking for nothing. Don't fuck for free. (laughs) Get something out of it. Hello. Okay. Uh huh. Right. Don't fuck for free. Get it. Excuse me. Okay. Anyways, um, so I'm gonna go with fetish, and. I've just been dealing with like this hair fetish from men lately mm. um and my hair it's like mm. becoming annoying because you know i this how this how i wear my hair this is it's beautiful you know yeah, thank you very much i appreciate you um there's times where i, I 
switch it up. I'll get braids or do something different. But essentially, this is what I'm known for. People can spot me a mile away, and that's also not okay. Because mm-hmm. um, they know me. So it's like I do have to do something about that. Anyways, so, uh, like, I just think that it's this hair. And it's weird because there's men that won't even look at me, you know, and won't even, like, pay me any mind, like, if I might have my hood on or if, like, my hair is maybe pulled some type of way or whatever. They won't pay me any attention. And as soon as I got my hair done, sup, curly? What's up, little mama? What's up? See, we got all that hair. Like, you know, I've had men touch my hair without asking. I've had men, like, literally, like, reach in and pull my hair um and it's just it's just really fucking weird and it's uncomfortable um because it's it's my it's hair them. you know and it's and it's, it's about the basic too mm-hmm. you know because it's like oh, well like this is my hair dirty ass hands I, I talk, right. at the top of this fucking show i talked about <laughs> dirty ass hands i want your dirty ass hands in my hair it's like, like putting I don't your hand on a pregnant woman's belly without yeah. her, without asking like you know but also my like cake, my right? hair is also energy you know what i'm saying like it's and it means a lot to me so, like, when you come and you, like, touch my hair, I gotta, yeah, I love getting my hair pulled. I love, like, go ahead, deep, nice roots from the roots. Really good, right? Like, do it. However, I gotta want you to do that. That's you know what I'm saying? You. Like, there has to be, like, a real exchange, right? Yeah. And understanding of what I want. But, y'all, yeah. this has been the Sexy Side of Size. It's been an amazing show. It's been real. It's been beautiful. It's Deep. been a lot of Kairishi. A, <laughs> a lot of depth. Great guests. Uh, tell us, tell the people how they can find you and then pump your book pump your, your book again. Okay, yeah. Rakim Sekou, you can find me at the ProgressiveLoveAcademy.com. Progressive? ProgressiveLoveAcademy.com. Um, books are The Art of Open Relating, also Finding Male Sexuality, which talks about my sexual journey and how That's I kind of woke up. And then our, my latest book I wrote with my wife is called Up Level Communications, U-P-L-V-L Communications. And all on Amazon. All on Amazon. That's what's yes. up. Thank you, thank you. Powerhouse right here. So honored to call this man my friend. He's so dope. Um, but I am Kenise, a.k.a. Queen, a.k.a. Dr. Queen, a.k.a. The Beauty Queen. Um, you can find me at thebeautyqueen.guru. And yeah, just out here doing a whole bunch of amazing work with women, with spirituality. The yeah. queen is with a K, right? I'm sorry, yes, yes. the queen with the Q? No, or? you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. It's uh, queen with the K, K-W-E-E-N. So yeah, every time queen pops up for me, it's always K-W-E-E-N. Um, and I just want to speak to my um, retreat that's coming up. Um, myself and my beautiful sister Aisha Darby, we have a retreat coming up in January. It's the Activated Woman Retreat. We do it once a year in Jamaica, and it's highly transformative. Um, so it's just to be doing that, all that good, good work in in nature, you know, on the on the ocean. It's good shit. So you can find out about it on my uh, website. Again, thebeautyqueen.guru. Thank you. It has been the sexy side of size. We are very thankful. We are open and healing ourselves. We're liberating pussies and penises up in this deep. Yes. And we are out this house. Bye. Love y'all.